All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead, and I am very happy to be here with you today. We have a very important show for you. And in fact, uh, I have a very important week for Truth Warrior this week. Um, I'm going to focus today on my current guest who's waiting in the wings. Uh, this, this man has so much courage to be coming out right now. Today is the day in British Columbia, Canada, where the government mandates have decreed with no scientific or legal basis whatsoever, uh, that every employee must be given the shots. We're not going to call them vaccines because I don't think these things are vaccines, but that's just my opinion. What do I know? Uh, they are breaching the charter of rights of freedoms of this country. They're breaching the Geneva convention, the Nuremberg code and a whole other bunch of stuff that you guys already know about. But today I have, uh, professor Chris Shaw, who's going to be coming on. He's a Canadian neuroscientist. He's a professor at university of British Columbia, at least for a few more days. And, uh, just like so many of you out there that I know who are listening, um, his job is on the line. Should he not comply? against his will and against his informed consent. And so uh, I am here to give him the floor. Let me just give him a quick little introduction. Uh, I was very happy to have this set up and I just wanna give a shout out to my good friend, Dan, for hooking this up. Thank you, sir. Um, so Chris Christopher Shaw, he is a Canadian neuroscientist and professor, and he's sadly about to lose his career due to his refusal to take these experimental and very risky shots that the Canadian government and governments around the world are attempting to mandate. He has decided to fight back because he's a warrior. He's actually a former military as well. We're going to get into that. Uh, he has decided to fight back and add his voice to the numerous scientists now speaking out against this scientific fraud and blatant breach of human rights. Chris did his undergraduate degree at biological sciences at the University of California at Irvine. And uh, then he did in medical physiology at Hebrew University and a PhD in neurobiology at the same institution. Chris is an author of over 150 peer-reviewed articles, numerous book chapters and edited books, and has authored two books on neurological diseases and one on vaccine controversies. <laughs> and boy, does he have a chapter to add to that. So let's just bring him on here. Mr. Chris Shaw, thank you so much, sir, for having the courage to stand up. Uh, this is what we need right now. So sorry to hear about your plight, but welcome to Truth Warrior. I'm honored to have you, sir. Thanks, Dave. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so I'm a professor at least for a few more days. We'll see how that goes. But we'll you know, see. Accordingly, you know, they, you know, the, the the people who are making these regulations are not actually. You know, they say that they believe the science, and they love the science, and trust the science, and the science is settled, but it's actually not. And clearly, they don't know what it is because they couldn't say those things if they did. There's so much evidence that. Uh, and, and, and in fact, I think I sent you the Patricia Daly clip, I believe, and you can see yes. that they, they bloody well know this and they are doing it anyway to incentivize this in, in, in Daly's terms to, to get the shots because they are determined to, to vaccinate everybody in this province, regardless of the health consequences, regardless of whether you have, the disease, have, have had the disease and are now immune, it really doesn't matter. It's not about health anymore. It's about compliance. As one of my, you know, and, and the RCMP officers here are facing the same thing. Healthcare workers across the province are facing the same thing. And as one of the new off the officers that, you know, I'm, I'm proud to call a colleague now said, it's, it's basically, it's come down to 
and I won't use his term because that might be a little obscene for your family members watching, but it was basically get on your knees, mothers, and tell you, that's it. You're, you're doing it. And that's that's what we've come to. We've come to in this province. I never thought I would see Canada descend to this level of tyranny, both petty and large, and as, as so many other countries uh, you know, the Anglo-Saxon world have done. And I, I have to wonder, right. talking to my friends, you know, again, former military, talking to my friends, when did we become such a compliant sniveling bunch of cowards in this country and i don't i don't have an answer because we didn't used to be wow wow incredible and look in my opinion sir they mess with the wrong canucks because i ain't getting on my knees for nothing i know you're not and that's why you're here i've been speaking also to actually a number of police officers rcmp active uh that are working on trying to press some kind of legal action here, spread awareness, try to encourage other officers to actually look at the laws of this country, which for some weird reason, neither the police, the politicians, the judges, the citizens, nobody seems to know that they are in complete breach of the rights of what we've been given in this country. And so um, let me just, just for just so we, let's go through this step-by-step because you have a fascinating story. You have an amazing background. We need people like you to speak out and tell the truth because you come from the inside. You've been a scientist, you're, you know, probably what your whole life. You, when did you Since start? I was 19. Yeah. Wow. So you've always thought like you must have originally got into it because you appreciated the process of the scientific method, which is to yeah. investigate okay. uh, and, and weigh evidence and, and form hypothesis. And then the hypothesis can change if new evidence comes. Okay. It, are, I, I know this is an obvious question, but I just have to ask it. Are we operating within the scientific method right now? Not as far as I can see now. I think it's, I mean, there are scientists who are, there are a number of independent scientists. There's a, a great organization here in Canada called the Canada COVID Care Alliance, made up of right. virtually all of them are either PhDs, MDs, or both. And they are, but, you know, we're up against essentially the forces of the state that have decided a certain thing has to happen. And they don't care really, as apparently, how, how much they violate the charter. For them, the charter is just a piece of toilet paper. They're going to wipe their butts on it anytime they feel like it. It's like that, you know, uh, George Carlin, if you remember the American comedian, you know, yeah. when he said, you know, you don't have rights, you have privileges. And, and, and we, we can we know that because we can take them away. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're subtracting our privileges and or doling them back for compliance. And they'll take more. I mean, that, that that's, you know, kind of unquestionable that they will those those privileges will keep being subtracted for the people who have had two shots when they don't get the booster for the people who've had three shots when they don't get the fourth as in Israel. You know, the, the, this this really has to, has to make us think, do we really live in a democracy at all? And the answer, I think, is no. Uh, we've had the illusion for a long time that we do. I think a lot of people in our society have realized for a long time, Native people have realized for a long time, there's nothing of the sort. Uh, it took us, the rest of us, a little more time to figure it out. And like with many people, you have to walk into the buzzsaw before you realize that something, someone's going to get you. And, you know, for, I think for the RCMP officers and other police officers, for a lot of healthcare workers, a lot of scientists, they're realizing that, this is is not intended to end. It never ends, and you know I'm sure there's going to be a provincial health decree to have a flu flu vaccine too, or the combined one that Moderna and Pfizer are working on. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you know we can pretty clearly see the trajectory of all this, and it is for more control, less freedom for individuals and communities. <clears throat> and I think you know I think there are ways out of that, but I don't think they're easy. And you know we live in a revolutionary period right now. I think we are at war. We are at war, unfortunately, with the established establishment that many of us had thought we could trust and hoped to trust. And we now realize we can't. We, you know, we have to figure out how we're going to get out of this war. 
and what it's going to entail to actually maintain any freedom as, as Canadians or anything else, frankly. You look at what's going on in Australia, and you can pretty much track what's coming here. You know, you, you know, we do the same stuff they do in some sort of fashion. So, you know, whatever they're getting there, we're going to get here. So, you know, when they say, oh, you know, you know all the times when, when uh, Bonnie Henry said, oh, we'd never do that. Oh, yeah, and then they do that. And then we'd never do that, but then they do that. So, you know, the, the idea that they're going to come knock down, you know, down your door and, and force you to get the vaccine seems preposterous, except that everything else they did before seemed ridiculous, right. too, until right. they did it. Right. So now it's incremental up, steps, isn't it? It's step, yeah, step, step, you know, step. You're yeah. boiling the lobster slowly. Right. Yeah. So when, when they basically, you know, they say, oh, we're never, you know, we're never going to do this to children. And now it's masking five year olds and up. And we never vaccinate children. Oh, oh, really? Okay. What about the vaccine clinics that are starting to show up at schools? Huh. And being able to talk to your kids without you being present. And you know what, you know, what, what's that going to be like when you're five? And you're, you're facing some health official that's basically tell you that mommy and daddy want you to get this thing because they say it's really good for you, but they couldn't be here today. Yeah, right. So you think that's coming? Yeah, it's coming. So, I, you know, one of the things I do in part of my military background is to study what's called open source intelligence. And what open source intelligence is, is really the method by which most militaries, at least Western militaries and police forces, basically try and figure out what's going on in some sort of criminal enterprise. And you, you get a lot of information just by watching the news, by reading the papers, by looking online, by going on Facebook. There's tons of stuff out there. And often the powers that be will tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And that's how you analyze right. it. Sometimes they're trial balloons. Sometimes they're, they're you know, attempts at deception. Sometimes just telling you to see what's going to happen. Are you going to freak out and, and start you know storming the barricades? Um, so when they say no passports and then they say, well, you know, but kind of, we're kind of thinking about it. And, you know, it's, this is Tuesday. So we're, yeah, that probably never happened. You know they already have a plan. They're already that, that was a trial balloon. Is this going to work? Is are people going to go crazy, or can we get away with it? And the answer is so far they, they get away with it because again Canadians and Australians sadly have become ridiculously complacent um, people who you know Bonnie says jump and we say how high and honestly that's got to stop. Well, it's got to stop while there's still some of us alive anyway. Yeah, uh, you know, we can talk about the, the consequences of the, of the vaccines and what they could be. Uh, for some people and i think you know probably we should get into that at some point but um yeah, yeah right and and right before weird. yeah sorry sorry finish that thought yeah go ahead oh, and I, just, I just say we're in a very weird place right now and i think mm. I, you know i i, I don't want to go too much into hyperbole but i really do think it's a world war and i really do think that we are on the cusp of a real choice here there's going to be a reset the reset is is it klaus schwab's fourth reich reset or is it our reset to a better world mm. and a fairer world not his, his reset is the one run by the billionaires and, you know, the Fauci's and the Tams and the, you know, the, the higher level bureaucrats that will make us comply to anything they want. The whole notion is called state of exception. State of exception is that place between laws where they can basically do anything they want. And all governments want to do that. They just don't always get away with it so much. And I think they found the perfect formula and the perfect formula is massive terror, massive indoctrination. And you can get people to do what you want. Stockholm syndrome, right? Um, yeah. So it's like a test. Like they're, like you said, I like how you said that where they are testing the waters. I think they're testing yeah. things in different uh, places, different countries, different provinces, states, yeah. you know, just to see what's going on. You know, Florida and Texas are wanting to comply, but Australia and Canada love tyranny. So we're going all the way with them yeah. Yeah. and they'll keep inching it. And then, so with the law, I was speaking to uh, somebody, a friend of mine, who's very well versed in the law here. And I was asking, I'm like, have you found anything that they're actually basing this off of? Like, did they even rewrite an act? Did they 
you know, do something. And he's like, I can't find anything that they are actually basing this off of. They're just using words, but there's no legal framework for any of this. And yet everybody's operating, even the enforcers are operating as if there is a law, but there really isn't a law. In fact, all of this is illegal, but they know that and they're testing the waters to see, hey, will the Canadian population do anything if we just break the law? And their answer is a resounding no, no, (laughs) sadly. So, you know, I don't know if you ever, you know, when you're a supermarket, assuming we can still go into supermarkets, you know, when you're looking at the tabloid papers that, you know, kind of near the, the checkout counter. And, you know, you know, I had Elvis's Martian baby or, you know, whatever. And, and you think, no, that's got to be a real fun job. You know, you basically sit around and you kind of probably smoke some dope and have a, have a martini or two and you say, let's make up something really crazy. You know, I wonder if Bonnie does that too every day. She, you know, she sits around with Adrian or whoever his staff are and said, let's, pour out, let's, let's get the pomegranate martinis going. What can we do tomorrow? Huh? Yeah, man. Of course. So far, they're, they're doing everything we say. You know, the, I remember there was a, there was a, you know, joke earlier that if Anthony Fauci in the States, told you to put your thumb up your butt to, to stop the virus. You, most people will do it. They walk around yeah. with a thumb, you know, because they, because they will, we, we are. It's the double thumb though, Chris, the double thumb. Yeah, well, that's, that's and, what the, I... and the triple thumb, right? And you got to yeah. get a buddy to help you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but people do this. And then at some point, you know, the lines in the sand get so blurred that I think, well, you know, just one more little thing and yeah, I want to travel. So I'll get it. Or, you know, my kid needs to go to soccer, so I'll get it or whatever, you know, and, and the end, end result is you're complying. And it never ends. And this is, you know, Frederick Douglass, the great American emancipator of of the slaves, uh, basically said, you know, if you, you know, paraphrasing, you know, if you determine how much oppression people will take, that's how much you're going to get. And, and, you know, and then that's precisely right. They will push and push and push and push. It's it's like, you know, you're a little bit like dealing with little kids. If they want more and they want more and they keep nagging and nagging. And if you give it to them, they want, you know, the, except the authorities are doing it with their authoritarian power. But none of this, this is assumed authority. None of this is delegated authority. No one said, hey, gee, we, we know we, we really need you to do these things. Not, not, none of that. You know, sure, they can get they can get online petitions of people. Say, oh, yes, close the schools or, you know, the BCTF. I'm sorry. I mean, I have great respect for teachers, but they're an embarrassment right now. Um, yep. My faculty association union is an embarrassment right now. They actually wrote to uh, President Santa Ono, the president of the university, and said, we want mandates. We want mandatory vaccination. Like, wow. This is my oh, faculty union. Yeah. And my colleague Steve Pellick wrote them a very detailed letter rebutting all of their points that they thought were science and said, no, sorry, none of that is true. You're basically asking for something that's based on essentially essentially science fiction. And no, no, he never got a response. So this guy Richardson didn't did not even bother to reply back. He wrote to Santa Ono, Ono at the university. I don't think he got a reply back from that. He wrote to, I don't know, various people in the, in the BC Senate, UBC Senate nothing. So people have closed their eyes, you know, they've decided this is, you know, the science is settled. This is all done. Nothing to talk about here. Nothing to see. Just do what you're told. Get on your knees. That's it. That's how it goes. Well, it ain't happening. Everybody listening. It ain't well, everybody listening. Okay. Here's my advice This is what I've done. I moved up to the couch in Valley. Okay. Deliberately for this exact reason. Uh, we saw this coming and you know, I, the Cowichan is a great place, and there are a lot of great people up here, and a lot of people who think like we do up here. And I think the solution to this is going to be to find your own community, find your tribe, and lack of another word, uh, other words, find people who know where food comes from, find people who are ready to protect you and your family, and you will do the same for them, and we'll weather it out. That's that's the only way I see forward. I wouldn't, I would not imagine being in a city in the in the coming months. 
I just wouldn't. Oh, I agree. It's going to be crazy. And um, you got to do what you got to do out there, folks. If you're in a city and you, you, you don't have a choice, I mean, you always have a choice, but you know, you have to see what's up and, and find that tribe. Like you're saying, you were mentioning uh, Bonnie Henry. So for those listening, I've got people from Europe, America listening. Yeah. Bonnie Henry is uh, our province's medical health officer, and she is yeah. the uh, commander in chief, apparently. And she has released a, a letter to all of you, you that you were mentioning. I mean, we don't have to go through everything, but do you have anything you want to just let people know about regarding that? Well, I haven't had to go through. I just saw it about an hour ago. And so it's, it's a long okay. document basically saying in any sort of healthcare, you must be vaccinated in order to, to continue working. Uh, and there's a deadline for it. You have to have your first vaccine by, I believe, 26th of October. You have to basically plan to have your second before November 5th or whatever the two week interval is. And uh, if you're not, you're going to be suspended without pay and or fired. And they have they basically put the fear into every university and hospital administration. So I got a notice from my, my uh, department through the hospital administration that basically we had to do this. And there was gonna be, there are no exceptions. There getting in a vaccine exception is almost impossible to do. And that people who did not comply are, are going to be terminated. So that, that's it. And it didn't, doesn't matter if you're a scientist, a student, uh, a nurse, a doctor, uh, some, the janitor, or someone who's putting up drywall. doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if you're working from home. Imagine that. To be wow. compliant, you actually have to take the shots. You could be you could be in Timbuktu and working from there, and you'd still have to take the shots, according to them. Yeah. This is but, egregious, man. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's gone beyond egregious. Dan. Yeah, it's like another <laughs> word I can't this, even... This, I mean, this is a different... We, we need a new word for this, because this yeah. is... This is the most compelling piece of fascism I have seen in my life. And I've been around a long time. You know, does it compare to the Nazis in Germany? And no, no not yet. <laughs> um, yeah, because that starts. Could you actually say something about that? Because this is what I've been trying to tell people. When I say, guys, this is seeming a lot like Nazi Germany or the Soviet Union or Mao's, or you got the Khmer Rouge running around with it. And they're like, no, you're over-exaggerating. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it didn't start with the it extreme didn't start stuff. That way. There's no, preceding events, way. yeah? Yeah. So Naomi, Naomi Wolf is an American author. She's written about this and she said, you know, she has something called 10 steps to fascism. Mm. And it's like, you're here. <laughs> you're not down here where you thought you were. You're here. And so, you know, does it start with, no, it doesn't start with death camps. It starts with persecuting minorities and scapegoating people. It starts with, uh, you know, making up, making up science. It starts with uh, uh, creating new laws that demonize people. It starts with all those sorts of things and getting ready to incarcerate people and, and, you know, all the steps that go with that. So are we there? No, but given everything they've done so far and the trajectory and, and, and look at Australia, they're, they're beyond us already, but you know, we'll get there because you know, yeah. the, the I five countries all do. And I think that's where, that's what we're heading to. And so there, there will, as they get more and more desperate, to fulfill whatever the the agenda of Klaus Schwab or whoever you know whoever is in charge is, they will get more heavy-handed and more totalitarian still, and which is hard to imagine right now. But you know, it, you know, it, it can get worse, and it will. And the only thing that will stop that is people rising up. That's it. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean in a violent way. I mean people will have to start saying no and finding other ways to resist, because there's no alternative to that. They will, they will push you to the wall. And that's when people do revolt. Remember John Kennedy's famous statement that those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. Yeah. That's what you're going to get. Your body, keep it up. If you and Justin and the others are really determined to have conflict in this country, that's the clearest way to get it. Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. 
Um, well, and we it, don't, well, that's the thing they need to know. We don't want that. Anybody we, listening, we any cop, we don't want violence. Yeah. I've never advocated yeah. it, but I'm an, I'm an advocate for self-defense. I mean, I taught, I lost my business early on, Chris. I was a martial arts and fitness instructor. My wife and I ran a business for a long time and teaching people and teaching kids, teaching adults, women, self-defense, yeah. uh, the principles of self-defense, the idea of the principles of the yeah. warrior, which are, you know, you do no harm, but you also don't allow harm to be done to you. Sure. And uh, so that's where this is at. So we don't want violence, but we will not comply and sit back and just allow this to happen either. No, we, we, no, we so won't. So that's where I sit. I'm with you on that. A lot of a lot of our fellow citizens, unfortunately, will, and they have. Um, and, you know, we actually, believe it or not, up here, some of the people I'm talking to, we're already thinking, what are we going to do with the refugees that come up here to get away from this? Mm -hmm. so it's, it's weird to be having this conversation in October 2021. And yet, we're, people are already thinking along those lines. You know, we're not going to abandon our, our fellow human beings. But what do we do with them? What do we what do we do if they're sick? What do we do if they're, you know, they're starving? What do we do if they're fleeing the cities? What are we going to do? And it's a serious question. And I think we need to, you know, we need to bring the compassion that we have, and extend it to even the people who, who were convinced to do these things, maybe against their will, and often maybe against their reason. But and let's never forget the compassion for our fellow humans. Um, it's not Agreed. it's not their fault. And this is you know, what, what they're experiencing is you know, the absolute perversion of the Nuremberg Code, uh, the psychic driving, the endless uh, propaganda, the endless repetition, the endless fear. And they're, they're frightened people. And I, I think some of them do it just because they like taking orders, and in which case they should join the army, which you know, the army is going to be pretty sick pretty soon, too, because they all, they all have to take it. Um, but again, you know, you just, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Thomas Paine. And Thomas Paine is a particular hero of mine. Um, and he said, if there must be trouble, let it be in my day. So my children will have peace. That's yeah. what I feel. I think I, I, I didn't, I didn't start this fight. I don't want it, but I am determined to get my children through it safely, whatever that takes. I'm with you, man. That's, that's, you know, I, I'm, I had a motto. Yeah. yeah. I had a motto in my dojo. I said, look, I don't, we don't start fights. Yeah. We finish them. Yeah. That's how, that's how it works. Okay. So I did martial arts too. I learned that yeah. too. Good if, man. If you can walk away, walk away, but if someone's pursuing and they won't let you go, well, you gotta do finish you gotta it do. and finish it. Well, finish well, finish. let's get into some of the science then, uh, on what you've done as research on yep. this shot. Um, what was it that started you on the track and woke you up to it? And, and what have you discovered? Well, I, I haven't done, I've done a lot of reading on the shot. So my, again, I'm, I'm a neuroscientist and about two years ago, I set out to write what I hoped would be a comprehensive book on the whole vaccine controversy. And in spite of the claims from various media and health authorities that the science has settled, it is not. It is by no means settled. It is probably one of those areas of science that is one of the least settled, actually. Not, not that science ever can be, no matter what mm -hmm. it is. And so I, be, I I thought I could take, as a scientist, I could bring a critical eye to it and do it in a balanced way. Now, some people will say, oh, no, Shaw is an anti-vaxxer, you know, all those kind of usual, you know, claims. Uh, and, you know, quack scientists and pseudoscience and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think I, I think I could, and I think I did. I, I, I brought my knowledge to looking at the whole issue. And the reason for that part of it is because I was doing experiments with aluminum in relationship to autism. And I think there is right. a link. I don't think everyone who gets an aluminum adjuvanted vaccine is going to get autism by no means, but certain fraction of the people are going to be more susceptible for a whole bunch of reasons we don't understand. Right. And you can, you can demonstrate that in animal models. It's very clear. And, and a lot of the literature that's out there in the scientific literature that is not getting retracted, that's still there, 
pretty much points to a problem in some people with some ingredients. And aluminum was a key one. Before that, it was mercury. Uh, mercury, is, by the way, is still in, in the influenza vaccine. So are these things, uh, all, you know, are they going to get everybody? No, but the, the, the rate of increase of autism and autism spectrum disorder is so so fast and so high. And it I mean, it's correlation, I agree. Correlation is not causation, I agree. But the, the evidence is beginning to pile up from a bunch of independent scientists that there is a problem. And so that led me to kind of take on that whole project. And then in the middle of that project, back basically last, uh, well, back basically when COVID broke out, I thought, oh, I'm beginning to smell something I don't like here. What's, what's this all about? And it, I realized very quickly that COVID, you know, the, the, the so-called so pandemic, was going to burst out. And it, what it was going to do is sweep away civil rights and, and natural rights as well, if it could. And there was going to be this endless pharma push to get more and more products. Now, how much money Moderna made last year or this year, actually? $18 billion. Nice. Wow. $18 billion where they were paid to develop a product that they can sell that has no liability to it. Nice. It's incredible. That's about the sweetest spot you can find in the corporate world. Okay. And Pfizer got the same and AstraZeneca got the same and they all, they all did. So... You know, who, and, and, you know, ask yourself, you know, who's getting something out of this? Well, clearly not us, because, you know, when they say, you know, if you take the shots, you're all good. And, you know, we flatten the curve. No, because now you have to take a booster. It, it, it's never designed to end. And what we know about the science of COVID-19 through the, vac the vaccines anyway is, yes, it may diminish the impact on you if you've had the vaccines. And we're not even talking about side effects now. You may, you may still get COVID, though. You may still transmit COVID. But the impact on you should be less. But that's not counting the impact of the vaccine itself and the, and the mRNA and, right. the, and the spike protein that's generated. We don't know exactly where it goes. We, we don't know the biodistribution of it. We don't know if it's toxic. We don't know what it can do. What happens if it gets in your brain? What now? Well, yeah. you know, three guesses, two don't count. I, I, I'll tell you what happens if it gets in your brain. It's not going to do good stuff in there. Your immune system will attack it. What happens? It's going to attack, you know, attack it on brain cells. That can't be a good thing, honestly. So, you know, what about autoimmunity? What about all the, you know, the cardiac aspects? What about the respiratory aspects? What about all kinds of other things that we're just beginning to realize? And, you know, and Bonnie was doing a, a credible job. She would be thinking about all the side effects that are happening from the mandates, from the restrictions, from all the things. For example, poverty, all the people forced out of work who are now on, on the dole, if they even get that. All mm. the people that uh, are, you know, were, you know, mentally... You know, they were depressed or had some other psych psychiatric condition. Do you think they're better now? I don't think so. What about uh, uh, spouse abuse and, and and child abuse? It's gone up. What about all those things that go along with that kind of poverty and they go along with those that that kind of depression and they go along with you know and and, and you think about for example, uh, in intravenous drug users, we've had a huge increase in intravenous drug deaths because a lot of the people who took the drugs are terrified of going anyplace because they were told to be terrified. So they're shooting up alone or in alleys or in some other place that's not safe. What about all the people that are overusing alcohol? I'm certainly one of them. I'm like, you know, yeah, like, I've had a few more scotches this year, that's for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I try not to start it first thing in the morning, but you know, let me tell you, it's tempting sometimes. You know, you know when, when you, you probably don't remember, or probably not all of them to remember the collapse of the Soviet Union, but the Soviet Union, when it did collapse, the year for the 10 years after that, their mortality rates, their life expectancy went from probably where it close to as to what ours is in the, in the 70s, 80s. And it plummeted for them, at least for males, it went down to the 50s. 
that's what happens when you have all these other health issues that are not being addressed because you're focusing on one thing. Okay. And right, so Bonnie's right. obsession with controlling a disease that is really not that serious for most people, not that it's not serious for some people, because it is, but for most people, and then dismissing any possibility that something like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine might actually be effective when the evidence for it is really good. And actually, uh, uh, Canada COVID Care Alliance is about to release a paper on this. Oh, so, you know, and basically you've made it almost impossible for people to have any avenue because your only solution is a vaccine and the vaccine is, are the experimental vaccines of Pfizer and et cetera. Um, you know, it, it's like that old Japanese adage. If, if your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And, and that's the only thing they're going to allow. No, no, no exceptions, no exemptions, nothing. Take the vaccine, get on your knees. That's it. That's it. And, and that'll be how many ever times, however many times they want to do that. And we know that. I mean, that's, like that, that's their track record so far. You know, when, when we in the army, you study kind of, you try to understand what your enemy is about to do. What did they do before? Well, now we know. We know exactly what they did because we've followed it for two years, almost two years now. We know what they're going to do. And now they've that, constantly changed the goalposts. They've always, like you said, like they said, oh, like uh, Jason Kenney in Alberta, Doug Ford, we're never going to do a passport. Yeah. That'll divide no, society. Oh, yeah, we're doing a passport. <laughs> so again, anytime they, they say, well, we know we're thinking about, they thought about it. They, 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 the decision is made. It's just on the shelf. They're just choosing the right time to, you know, they're going to announce it some Friday afternoon. You know, that, that's the kind of thing. You know, that's when, that's when government dumps bad news on people. Because then the media is asleep, and well, media is asleep anyway in this country. But, uh, but that's when the media is more asleep, and they're just going to, you know, they keep rolling this out. And I'm sure they've got they've got plans for everything. I I, I suspect they've got a they've got a almost clockwork like you know a set of instructions. You know where they come from, I don't know, but you know all these countries are following it. So they all got the same instructions. They all got the same script. You know, Bonnie knows on day one she's going to get up and say this, and day two she's going to get up and say that, and. People, you know, the people will probably have forgotten her contradictions and they'll have forgotten about glory holes and they'll forgotten about Santa Claus and cookies and all the oh, yeah. things that she actually really did say yeah, <laughs> so, it's amazing. And when she was improvising. So when, no, yeah. when she's not improvising, she's reading a script. Mm -hmm. Who wrote it? I don't know. I'd like to know because like you know, that, that person needs, needs to spend the rest of his life or her life on a chain gang, honestly. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. that's my, you know, my, my solution. You know, we're going to do a truth and reconciliation commission someday. And the people who brought this on and or blindly followed it uh, and, and executed the orders, uh, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of trash on the highway here that needs cleaning up. And so I put them in the orange jumpsuits and send them out to do it because that's kind of what would be what I would do. Um, well, we need some kind of a almost like a Nuremberg two or something like yeah, that. At no, the yeah, end we of need this, a Nuremberg this is global, we, right? But we, if we think yeah, we if we but, think in know, Canada, the, right? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's our backyard. You know, we'll deal with the Canadian stuff, let the Americans deal with theirs and yep. people in Belgium deal with theirs. And, you know, we'll, 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 we'll all deal with our own criminals in, in, in due course. I like that. I like that because we should. We're, we, we, as a country, have let this happen. And that's yeah. the hardest news people have to hear, which is that, you know, like you said, the government can only take away the freedom that you allow them to take because the government never gave you freedom. That is something we installed to be an administrative arm on behalf of us to protect our freedom. So when they try to say, oh, we're going to have to restrict your freedoms because of whatever crisis they're going to say, whether it's real or manufactured, doesn't matter. That always has to raise a red flag where you're at least going to go, wait a minute, I've heard this before somewhere. Let's at least question this. Let's challenge this. And the biggest thing for me, Chris, was when I started to see them censoring uh, doctors and scientists, my own channels on, like I had lots of followers on YouTube and Facebook. They got destroyed because I started 
uh, interviewing doctors like Dr. Kerry Madej, Dr. Yeah. David Martin, and so many others about this. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, now they're censoring any kind of expertise, which that's never a good sign. And to me, I don't know, that's not science to me. I don't know what these people are thinking. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I love the people who say, you know, trust the science, but not that science. Trust the experts, but not, yeah. not, not those experts. No, you know, just, we, we will cherry pick the ones we want to trust, not those people who are questioning things because they can't be good people. They must be, I don't know, anti-vaxxers or some horrible thing, you know, or, you know, they, they, and, and, you know, you, everyone knows that anti-vaxxers hate everybody, including your grandma. And so therefore, why would you trust anybody who even questions that? What's the matter with you? You know, see, the whole problem is that a lot of this stuff has become part of a cult religion. And I, it took mm, a little while I to agree. realize that. It's a really good book came out with a, by a Slovenian author uh, called The Ideology of Vaccination. And she pretty much nails it. I, I talk about it in my book too, but the- Oh, the, I'd love to know about that book. I'm, I'm in a research yeah, project. I, can, I have an electronic copy, I'll send it to you. And oh, she basically says, look, whatever it was at the beginning, you know, Edward Jenner was not a bad guy in my view. I mean, actually, I think he was a pretty good guy. But boy, that's, that, that, that changed. When, when money came into it, all of a sudden it became an entirely different creature. And yeah, it's, it's a very profitable thing. And it has now become, you know, I, I don't, I will, I do not want to denigrate religion in any sense, because I think religion is extremely valuable, but this is not a religion. This is a cult. And, a cult, you know, all you yeah. have to look at, you know, look at any of the scientists, you know, like Yehuda Schoenfeld in, in Israel. This is a guy who gets up in every lecture I've ever heard him give. And I've heard him give a lot of them. And he starts off with saying vaccination is the greatest medical invention of all time and something we should be really grateful for. It saved millions of lives. Okay. That's his opinion. And in part, he may well be right. So how do you call him an anti-vaxxer? How is that even possible that you could consider him to be anti-vaccine? It's, it's ridiculous. It, you know, or uh, Garrett Vandenbosch from... Yeah, uh, exactly. Or, 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 or Robert Malone. Byron, Byron Brittle, who's Byron a vaccinologist, for God's sakes. You yeah. know, and yeah, this guy loves this stuff. He thinks they all, you know, minus the COVID stuff, he thinks they work. And, and you know, and he may well be right in many cases. Now, I don't think he's looked at the aluminum issue very, very, very in, in great deal to detail, but you know, okay, I'll, I'll get to him sometime and I'll, we'll have that chat. But the fact is he's, he's looking at this going, well, this can't be right. And you know, you know, the kind of crap he's getting, you know, and the threats on his employment on people that are trying to take him down the people who are trying to demonize him. And it, it's, it's a trying song. to delete his whole background. Like yeah, same with Robert exactly. Malone. They're just actually like Wikipedia editing yeah. and the media. Just it's, like it's, Malone and like McCulloch, yeah. you know, like all of the people who basically decided, Hey, this, this doesn't look right. You're going to get it. I mean, you know, and I, I again, I detailed that in the book. There was a there was a good article that came out, uh, a good in, in in sense of revealing. It was a, an American science journalist, I think, with New York Times, and she wrote something. Uh, the, the title was was very misleading. It was you know anti-vaxxers have poisoned vaccine science or something like that, and it was it wasn't about that at all. And she's very pro-vaccine, obviously, clearly, and that's okay. That's her her opinion. But she what she was writing about is what happens to scientists or physicians if they question any part of the story they, you know they can be like you Schoenfeld, 90 percent pure but you know that extra 10 percent is you know all of a sudden you're you're you've become this other thing you become this person you can't trust you become this person who wants to kill your grandma and you know how, how, how does that happen they they, they so police their own that is there's no surprise that they go after people that have more questions and more more skepticism but you know they 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 will shun and deplatform and retract papers from people who step out of line just that much. You don't have to step out of line that much, just that much. That'll do it. And there was there was a there was a scientist up at UBC who who got uh, clobbered by this. And you know the, the article was was largely about her because she was forced to basically she 
eat, eat, eat a lot of crow to try and get back into into the the ranks there it was it was ridiculous and i, I think she's actually a pretty good scientist um and she again not not anti-vaccine by any normal stretch of the imagination but she wasn't good enough she had she had she had violated that you know say no you know see no evil you know say no hear no evil evil See, uh, uh, say don't no challenge evil. the holy writ. You know, don't Do go against the cult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's like any major religion going in and denying the key, key, the foundation of your religion. Well, good luck with that. You know, yeah. you're not going to be in that church for very, very long. And you know, with, with you know, with with cult religions, even less time. And that's what this has become. This branch of science and medicine has become a cult. And do you, you have know, any? Um, do you have any colleagues of yours or people mm -hmm. in related fields that feel the same way you do? Yeah, quite a, yeah. quite a few. Oh. Quite a few. Some of them are speaking out. They're coming out on the Canada COVID Care Alliance. Uh, a lot. I get a lot of emails from people even at UBC um, and uh, even some scientists and doctors. And they will say, you know, you know I, the stuff you're saying, Chris, I know it's right, but I like my job. I like getting a paycheck. I like mm. being able to you know, do the X, Y, and Z. So I, I they, don't want the, they don't want the vaccine, but I can't say that. I can't come out publicly. There's, there's, there's lots of them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's very hard to... To watch them, and I, I understand where they're coming from. I don't want to be mean to them, and say, "Oh, you, you sniveling coward." But you know, it's they have, they have the reasons, and and I I know they have to make choices that sometimes are hard, and sometimes the choices are for their children. Uh, a guy was telling me the other day that um, his 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 one of his kids is um, very high level martial arts person, and and because he they wanted to travel with their son to these different events. Uh, they wanted. They, they figured they had to get the vaccine, so they they did it because it, their son's future career, maybe you know, was he martial arts? I can't remember what it was. Anyway, it was some some sports. He's apparently a very elite athlete, and he they didn't want to lose that. And and my own son, my older son, got the vaccine because he wanted to travel. Okay, that was his choice. He's a big, he's a big kid. He's thirty one. He can do what he wants with his body. I, yeah. He knew my opinion. He was a little ashamed when he did it, but he was going to Hawaii and he wanted to travel and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Well, it's funny that you're mentioning that and the way you said it just proves everything where you said it's his choice. He's an adult. He, it's his choice. It's his body. Yeah. And it's interesting how only one side of this debate has that view. The other yeah. side is comply or, or else. else. Yeah. And that's where I get personally know everything I need to know. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of, I'm going to say this. I've had interactions with people who are vaccinated and they are totally cool. You know, they, they and they have that view. You know, your your body, your choice. Do what you think is best. And they also believe the vaccine protects them. Well, great. Then, then you know, really, I, there's nothing I can do besides I've had it. I had COVID. I did Steve Pollock's uh, antibody test. Hmm. You know, and but even if I hadn't, even though I tested negative, if their vaccine works, there's nothing I can do to them that's going to harm them. Exactly. If it doesn't work. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 called naporia. In other words, a contradiction in terms. If I said, okay, I live up in the Couch and Valley, and everyone who lives in the Couch and Valley is a is a liar. Well, wait a minute. You, know, you can't say those two things at the same time, but they do. So the vaccine works or it doesn't. If it doesn't, then you have a different problem. But they don't want to believe that because they've been told it works. So if it works, how can you? Why are you in, uh, afraid of us? It makes no sense. Well, you know, you're going to give me the Delta variant. When actually, no, guys, you're the ones who are spreading the Delta variant. You're the ones because you got vaccinated are, are making the, the damn thing mutate. Those of us who, who actually had the disease basically have such broad immunity to it that we're never going to get it ever, and we're not going to pass it to anyone. Whereas you guys are walking around 
probably contagious again, probably spreading it. And what they're going to discover at UBC and elsewhere when they ban everybody who's not vaccinated and or you know, people who are testing negative, they're going to still get outbreaks. And you know, it's going to be hard yeah. to blame us because you know we're, we're not there. You made sure we're not there. So where did it come from then? Oops. Well, well, maybe sadly, that's what it's going to take. Maybe that's what has to happen. It's like, maybe. look at, like you said, Israel is an example. Uh, there's been cruise ships that were all vaccinated, yeah. that outbreaks happened. There's been yeah. many cases of this. And then yet look at Texas having yeah. event after event after event of thousands yeah. of people at NASCAR yeah. events, UFC yeah. events. Uh, we don't know masks, no masks, vaccine, vaccine. And they're not tri tripping over bodies over there. Well, here, here's another example. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you've been to the downtown east side, uh, downtown east side lately. Uh, not I, lately. Well, you know, it's, it's a pretty miserable place. Um, the concerns were with some social workers I know was that we're talking a year ago, COVID, is, COVID was going to sweep through there and kill everyone. Didn't mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. I work with, uh, with medics in Syrian refugee camps and their fear was COVID was going to sweep through and kill everybody. It didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? We don't know. But it doesn't necessarily, you know, and I remember thinking of Bonnie Henry's, you know, edict from last summer. You could walk into a bar with your mask on. You sit down. Your eyes are at the same level they were when you walked in. And somehow that beer in your hand, virus, you know, it's an invisible shield, it blocks the virus. Like, come on, Bonnie, that's, you know, that, that's beyond stupid. And, and like, you know, seriously. And, that's been and, the and, most ridiculous thing, walking into these places. And somebody said it out loud in the restaurant and I clapped for them when they were like, why am I going to wear a mask from like two feet from the door to the table? This is like having a peeing and a non-peeing section in a pool, guys. Come on. And the whole place erupted in laughter. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of people exactly who were like, like oh, anti-maskers. Yeah, anti-maskers. And, you know, and, you know, again, you just go back and say, okay, anti-Fauci is probably going to tell you to stick your thumb up your butt, so go do it. Have fun with that. You know? And they would. That's what's and, and, and yeah, they would. And, and moreover, if Bonnie has her way and, and Fauci in the States and all those other bureaucrats who make the trans, trains run on time, they will get you to tell on each other and surveil each other. And this, this is like this is like East Germany under under Stasi. Stasi, yeah. Now, yeah. basically, under, under Stasi, basically every second person was an informer. You know, kids were you know telling on their parents. That's the society these guys want to build, and I'm sure that it's from you know Justin Trudeau's perspective, a wonderful place because everyone's under control. They will do what he says. Now he, he's you know he's he's not the swiftest deer in the forest, let's say. And, you know, I mean, he's not even that good a, a, a script reader either um, for a drama coach. But, you know, <laughs> he's he, clearly he, following orders. From he's following show. somebody's orders. And again, you know, who's the apex predator? I don't, I don't know the answer. I thought it was Bill Gates for a while. I don't think so anymore because the way he got taken down in May was a bit of I a surprise. It goes, it goes up higher in my opinion. It, it goes yeah. up. Who can take out Bill Gates? When you find out who could take out Bill Gates, whether that's a state or a non-state player, then you know who's driving the boat here. Well, I gave my best shot at it, folks, just to say my personal thesis that I'm rolling out, uh, if you want to know it, I've rolled it out in this new series called Cult of the Medics. You can check it out, cultofthemedics.com. Chapter four is dropping on Friday on this channel at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure you tune in for that. Um, I just take a crack at it. You know, I'm just a podcaster. But at the same time, I look at this country. I love this country. I love the people. I'm pissed at a lot of the people right now, but I still love my country. I was raised, born and raised here. Um, you know, both, my, both sides of my family fought in the war. Um, you know, I have nothing but respect for the process of science for, uh, you know, many of the police and military. However, I'm shocked to see what has happened in their camps as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be having some police actually on Wednesday. I'm having another, there's another RCMP organization that's kind of an offshoot of police on guard for thee. And it's specifically around the RCMP. 
And I'm going to have a spokesperson coming on on Wednesday on the show to talk about it. But um, so I'm glad to see a lot of police standing up. But even they are like, look, on the inside, um, what do we do? Because a lot of these younger recruits and a lot of these other police are just like, they're the same. Well, I got to do my, I got to have my job. I got to get my check. And my personal rebuttal to that for anybody that's thinking about that is, well, you might keep your job for now. Mm -hmm. You might keep your privileges for now, but remember, this is a slow boil the frog situation Mm -hmm. and this is asymmetric warfare. So they're going to slowly take things away. And eventually the way these totalitarian things go is it goes, uh, it goes after everybody in the end. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in my opinion, we have to start thinking bigger or to start thinking longer term. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think we do. I think you're absolutely right. And I think maybe we need to start thinking like the Afghans. I'm not saying the Taliban is a nice organization because it certainly is not. Hmm. On the other hand, they they knew they could outweigh the United States, and they did. Right. And you know, when when the American experiment there collapsed like a house of cards, you know the, the Afghans who have a long long view knew, knew that was going to happen eventually because you just couldn't you just couldn't suppress everybody. Um, and had the United States been more reasonable, they could have had a very different outcome outcome there. Um, so yeah, I think I think basically a couple of things are, I think are going to happen. One, I think there will be more resistance as time goes on, as the, the the boiling water gets hotter for some people, as they see their children get sick if they get the shots, some of them, as they see a relative get sick, and I know lots of people who have been injured by the vaccines. Uh, I had one friend in England who died. Um, Sorry. As they th- see these things happen, you know, they'll basically be building up the resistance, and you know what happens then? I don't know. Um, I think, you know, wait them out. And, 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 you know, that's why I, I've gone to a safer place. You know, people know where food comes from up here. That's a good thing. I don't want to be in a city when, when people don't, mm. when they don't have it. Um, they also, you, you, you wait them out and you create your parallel structures and make your community safe and, and effective and secure. And let's, you know, let the events roll by because I, if I, I could be wrong, I could be very wrong, but what we're seeing so far in the various reports is that a lot of people are going to get sick and some of it yeah. will happen very quickly as it does. Some of it's going to take longer autoimmune and neurological disorders take a fairly long time to manifest because there's a lot of redundancy built in both your immune system and your nervous system. But eventually especially if they're continually getting shots, right? Especially if they're you know, the, the first two, if they, they didn't get you the booster or the one after that, or the one after that is going to do it. I don't know why. I don't know how they transported. We don't know anything about that. Uh, I think it's it's a waiting game. And again, like you know, maybe we have to begin to think like Afghans here and think about the long the long war and the long resistance and take the view that you know. I don't know if you've ever heard of something called Pashtun Wali. Pashtun Wali is that the, the um, Pashtun code of code of conduct. And basically, one of the key things is. If you hurt someone in my family or my tribe, you know, you're, you're my enemy forever until right. I get restitution for this. And I think we have to start thinking a little along, along the lines of Pashtun Wali. You know, it, it, we protect our families, protect our communities, protect each other. And you, know, you touch one, you touch all. And now, you, now you're wearing a lot of things that you didn't think you were going have to have to deal with. So yeah. in the way the Afghan resistance grew, and again, I'm not saying the Taliban are nice people. They are certainly not. But the way it grew was a little bit like you know watching the... Um, the uh, old Disney movie, Sorcerer's Apprentice. You know, you chop one, mm. you know, one one broom in half. And now you got two, and you chop that one in half. And now you got four. That's what they're going to get in this country eventually. And I don't know what happens then, but I suspect it gets pretty messy. 
So I, it's know, uncharted, I uncharted territory for everybody, right? Well, it's now. uncharted because because we don't have a chart, <laughs> charter. We don't have a charter. <laughs> it is so, literally uncharted. Yeah. Holy and, you know, and, and again, you know, people in, in very good groups that I really respect, like Vaccine Trace Canada, sometimes they hold up a copy of the charter. Like, this will protect us. No, 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 no. It, yeah, it, it is, you know, it, it's a lovely thing to put on the wall. It's a lovely thing they see in a courthouse. It's a lovely thing to frame. But when it comes down to protecting you, it turns out to be a piece of paper. That's all it is. Because it's about they will, fourth, they will right? walk through it every single time. Yeah. What's well, interesting with my relationship with the police. So historically, I think I mentioned to you the other day, and my, my politics have been fairly left, left wing. And so as I was opposing the Olympics, um, basically, you know, you're often staring at a police line, uh, RCMP, and you know, and in this case, the Vancouver police. And you know, now, as I'm beginning to talk to police officers who are about to get fired, I'm beginning to realize, okay, you know, that was a pol political thing 10 years ago. That was then, this is now, and that, that was small change compared to this. That, that was nothing compared to this. It's good to have allies no matter where they come from now. And that's how I'm beginning to change my somewhat prejudiced view of police and others because I, I don't see them as enemies anymore. I see the ones who are going to resist as, as allies and, and, and helpers. And I think there's a lot of benefit to having people with those skills want to be on your side. And, you know, it, it, there's a, there was a great Kurdish uh, writer named Dilar Derek. Um, I have a lot of respect for her and the Kurdish cause. And she wrote something for me that was very profound. And she basically said, solidarity is not charity. It's self-defense. You do it because by enabling others to have their freedom, you're protecting yourself. And I think about that movie called Pride that came out a few years ago. I, mean, I don't know if you saw it. I didn't it see was, it. No. It was a story about uh, members of the uh, gay and lesbian community in Britain. This is kind of middle middle eighties, going up to the Welsh country where there was a miners' strike on, and offering solidarity to the miners. And you know, it, it's a it's a really charming movie because you know at, for, at first you know the Welsh communities at that at that, that time in those small villages was very conservative socially, and the idea of you know gays and lesbians descending on them, you know, people were just you know shocked. And gradually they began to respect each other as human beings. So when the gay and lesbians had the, well, probably the first pride parade in England, the miners came down to march with them. That's solidarity. Okay. I, I'm not doing it out of charity just because I'm a nice guy. I'm doing it because protecting your freedom protects my own. And I think that's, I think those are the, those are the alliances we have to build with people that we would not otherwise usually agree with about some things, whether it's about religion or ethnicity or, well, you know, maybe maybe more that maybe more that would be problematic. But again, the red state, blue state thing, fictional. Yeah, the divide yeah. and conquer. Yeah, conservative. Yeah. yeah, conservative liberal. Who cares? You know, NDP versus People's Party. Who cares? It it for me, it's really boiled down to be a very simple thing. You either believe in freedom for yourself, for your community, your family, and everyone, or you don't. That's it. That's right. That's it. That's, that's the dividing line. Boom. You're on this side or you're that side. You don't believe in partial freedom for some people some of the time when they got the vaccines and not for others. Nope. You don't believe in freedom. Period. That's all it is. That's just basically what That's it is. a good way to break it down because uh, that's true. And I keep thinking of that scene in Braveheart when he's like, we got to unite the clans, you know, like, because that's what has to happen is, is we don't have to agree on all these different issues and politics and religion or what our favorite movie is. No. We just have to agree on freedom. That's it. 
That's it. And we have to agree on the principles, the 10 planks of the Nuremberg Code. We have to agree yeah. on uh, yeah. what these constitutions, whether I know they're a piece of paper now, but what was the what was the spirit behind it? What was it? Yeah. What does that say to you? Do you want to live in a free country where you have a choice mm -hmm. as to what you want to do in terms of your health or yeah. not? And and it won't stop with this. This is what I'm trying to warn people about. It's starting with this COVID pandemic, but we know if you know what they're talking about in the World Economic Forum and all the way up the chain, they're bringing in this AI technology. They're talking about uh, these spars epidemics, these hacker epidemics. Mm -hmm. Then it's the digital this and that and the power sort, the food supply shortages. They're going to roll this out. The now it's going to be the climate mm -hmm. uh, lockdowns like they will. They'll just keep rolling this out because for them at the top, it's not about the things they're trying to make it about. It's about whatever they want out of this, which is power, profit, money, control, whatever yep. it is, right? Yep. And uh, so what does that mean? That means our side of this, if there has to be sides, because unfortunately there does, is the side that stands for truth, freedom, and justice. And uh, the other side that doesn't want that, well, I don't know what to say, but you know, maybe this show could help wake some people up, make them think about it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep you too long, Chris. You've been so generous with your time. Was there anything, uh, we, we talked about so many things the other day. I just want to make sure you have the platform to get out any message you have to people, maybe even to people right now that are in the same position you're in where their job is being threatened right now. They have a gunpoint to their head and they don't know what to do. I'm getting emails from all over the place. What do I do? What do I do? What are you doing right now? What's your steps? I think you're getting involved with a legal front here. Like what's happening on your side? Well, in the legal front, um, basically I am going, I've, I've retained a lawyer and we're going to contest the regulations at UBC and moreover at VGH and, and throughout the medical system, because, you know, the basis for us will be the fact that I can demonstrate immunity because I've had the disease. Okay. They have not made any provision for people who have the disease and that should that should be a really easy thing to do but it's, it's obviously it's not part of the agenda to let people escape by being vaccinated so dr pellick is guessing large fraction of the population already has it has had it most of them are asymptomatic so again i think you i think you know we have to hit them with a lot of lawsuits and that's not easy to do always because they can be expensive you know lawyers don't work for free um i think we need to basically resist as much as we can um, and find find our allies and find our find our our tribes and communities. And moreover, we need to basically link up these communities. So when you look at the Kurds in Syria, they're surrounded by people who don't like them at all for a lot of reasons. One of them is that the revolution is very democratic, and others because Kurdistan is a threat to those nations that surround them. They need allies in the same way we need allies. So you know if they if they isolate any, let's say we do an autonomous thing up here in the couch. Let's pretend. Well, we're still vulnerable because they can say, well, I'm just going to send all the army and the police and whatever, you know, social workers and vaccine deliverers and, you know, whatever. We're going to send it all to the couch and stamp that out. Well, harder to do if that's something is happening also in the Kootenays. Harder to do if that's happening also in the Caribou. Harder to do if it's happening in northern uh, Vancouver Island. Harder to do if it's happening in Alberta. We just don't, they don't have the resources to do that. So I think there is... There is safety in numbers, both locally, and there's safety in numbers with allied communities. And you don't have to agree with those other communities about anything else. Let's get past this. Let's get let's get our what we think our freedom is, and you know let's we'll get through that. And we want to fight about left right politics. We can do that later, and that that that, yeah. that, that can be a, that can be kind of a, a, par, a parlor game afterwards. 
So I think it's really important that people begin to find who, who they can trust. And I think if we do that, I think, you know, and, and in an area where you can be self-sufficient or more self-sufficient, I think you're going to, you're going to do better. And I don't know if that's the solution for everybody. Some people can't leave the city. Some people have no choices. Um, but I think you, I think the cities are going to get increasingly dangerous. Uh, that's, you know, maybe dystopian concern, but, um, I, I'd, I'd it's rather. It's very rational, very this, rational. This, but unlike Bonnie Henry, I, every day, every night, really, I, I, I think, what if I'm just wrong? What if I'm just wrong about what I think is going to happen to people who get the vaccines? What if I'm just wrong about how dangerous the virus is? What if I'm just wrong about where the Delta comes from? And that's what I think real scientists do. I think they always go back and question their assumptions and what they think they know. The people in a cult don't question those things. No, it's, sure. it's the same today. It doesn't matter what you show me. It's the same today as it was yesterday. It'll be the same next week forever because that's my cult religion. And as long as those people are out there, you know, we're, we're going to have to have to, you know, we're going to have to stand strong and have to basically demand that our freedom be acknowledged. And that's not easy. It's never easy. You know, any revolutionary movement finds itself at that place. In the American Revolution, you, you know, you think everybody joined the rebels in, in 1776. They did not by any means. It, you know, it, it takes a lot of pushing to get people to do that kind of stuff. And it's hard. I often wondered growing up, my, you mentioned your, 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 your relatives fought in the war. My, I, my dad joined in World War II. He joined the, the Navy at 17 so he could fight. Oh, my wow. uncles were in, I had an uncle who landed in Normandy. Another uncle was a paratrooper captured in Italy. So, you know, my family, you know, that generation went through a lot of hard stuff. And I, I think we can be as principled and as strong as they were. And I think we just have to recognize that we can and that we're not helpless and that we're not just little little lambs being led around to you know whatever fate that Klaus Schwab wants for us. And our, our so-called so leaders who are going along with Klaus Schwab and his great reset. I think the key thing is whether we like it or not, normal's gone. Whatever, whatever normal was, okay, normal's gone, okay. There is a reset. The question is whose reset it's going to be. Is it going to be the ones we want where we get a freer, more egalitarian, more ecologically sustainable, more humane society where democracy really is democracy? Or we reset to Klaus's vision and where basically we're all chattel, chattel slaves of, of whatever corporation you know, he, he wants to promote. I mean, Klaus Schwab's solution to the problems that, that the world has is to put more billionaires in charge of the problems they created. Yeah. I struggle to figure out how that's going to work exactly. And the answer is it's not supposed to work. It's supposed to put us all under control so that we go along with it. So which, you know, which, you know, are you going to get the lady or the tiger? What do you want? You know, choose. And if you choose, as in, you know, Thomas Paine, if there must be trouble, let it be in our day, my day, in our day, so that my children may know peace. And I think that's something we should all think about. Do you want your children? Look, if I, if, if I get run over by a bus tomorrow, you know, it's too bad for me and it's too bad for my kids, but you know, the life will go on. I can't imagine not jumping in front of the bus for my children. And so if it has to happen, maybe it's a good thing. And maybe instead of looking at this as, oh my, poor us, you know, we're in such a terrible time. And gee whiz, how did we ever get here? And why did it happen to my time? You know, shouldn't I have been somewhere else or another generation or, you know, dead or whatever? No, think of it as you get to be that generation that preserves human freedom. How cool is that? How many people have been able to do that in, in history? Not many. So yeah, it's going to be hard, but then, you know, your grandkids and your great grandkids will say, Hey, my granddad was pretty cool. Look what he did. Yeah. That's your choice really. Other than that, or your grandkid will say, gee, granddad should have done something else because look at us now. 
sorry, granddad, you know, you, you, you screwed up. Well, I don't want my grandkids thinking that I screwed up. So that's, that's what I'm here for. That's brilliant, man. It moves me. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm in this to the end. Uh, for me, it's freedom or death and I'm, I'm here for whatever. This is the way that I'm fighting this battle is trying to interview people like yourself, get the information out to people. Because I really feel like when I think about it, you know, you've got all these lawsuits going and Rocco's trying to do something. And then those guys are like, well, he's doing the wrong thing. We're going to try to do it like this. And there's all this stuff. I'm like, Hey, everybody take whatever shots you can. But in the end, in the end, what else can we do is except try to wake up as many Canadians as possible and as many people as possible and try to show them the facts that the media and these uh, politicians are not showing them so that at least they can think about this. And then, uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that maybe will be awake to what's what we're talking about but who are not ready to make a stand. Their line of the sand is coming sometime. Everybody's going to find their line somewhere else. And I feel like in a positive light, you know, what's the old saying? Evil contains within it the seeds of its own destruction, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you watch sometimes, it's like an Aikido thing where you're not confronting force with force. You're taking force and redirecting it back into the opponent. Mm -hmm. So in a way if we can get at least enough people not complying with this, as you're saying, then the more the government will have to be more totalitarian and come out more obvious as to mm-hmm. what they're doing, mm-hmm. that every step they make now is going to wake up more people along the yeah. way. I mean, they're laying off thousands of nurses all over the place. Yeah. Well, how many of these nurses aren't going to work tomorrow that are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to start. I don't have to worry about losing my job anymore. So I'm going to start telling everybody everything I saw for the last two years. That was complete bullshit. They've just enhanced all the whistleblowers and then given them everything they need to go out and speak the truth. And And just, you know, my platform's wide open. So anybody wants to talk, I'll give you whatever you need to come on and and say. And uh, and a lot of those nurses and doctors and police officers and Others are going to say, well, okay, you can't, you won't let me operate in in the system. So I will make my own parallel system. And they're already talking about that up here, setting up um, medical clinics, you know, because we're we're not, you know, know, there've been examples already in the, in the hospitals of uh, patients being refused treatment because they're not vaccinated. All right, fine. That's a crime against humanity. You bet. And so, you know, come to our clinic, you know, we'll take, we'll we'll treat anybody. Mm. We'll treat it. I mean, when I was a, when I was a medic in, in Mosul a couple of years ago, we treated uh, Islamic State soldiers if they were disarmed. Yeah, because that's what you do. You treat everybody. You treat right. everybody. That they were still prisoners, not for, not of us, of the Iraqi army. But we treated everyone equally if they're injured human beings. I can't imagine turning away someone from medical treatment just because they didn't do something that somebody like Bonnie Henry told them to do. I can't imagine it. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll again, set up a parallel structure and then you know, survive that way and, and wait, wait, wait them out. And I think, cause I think, I think time is on our side, um, as long as we ally with, with each other and make a whole series of these intentional communities and, and, and try and build that structure. And that's how you get the, through these things. I think I mean, we, we've never seen something like this in the world yeah. now, at a global scale. No, yeah. guess what? That, 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 that turned out to be our destiny. Okay. We got it. So, you know, live with it, outweigh them, and create the the world we want we want to see happen. That's how that's how we come out of this. And with, I with love it. something of, of of benefit for our grandchildren. That's how we do it. Well said. That's a good place to leave it for now, Chris. Uh, I just want to thank you, sir, for your courage and coming out and speaking this truth. Um, you've definitely motivated me, and my platform's always open. If there's any updates or anything as your case continues, please let us know what's going on. Uh, keep fighting the fight. 
Are you on social media? Do you want people contacting you? They can contact what me. The... Listen, you have my email. If people okay. want to write me, they're certainly free to do that. Um, you know, I'm on social media. I'm on, uh, on Facebook, you know, which fascist book, you know, but <laughs> anyways, it's a way to keep in touch. Right. Um, but yeah, they certainly people can, you know, if I, if I can answer questions, I will certainly be happy to do want to emphasize. I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't give medical advice. I'm a researcher and, you know, some places like people think that's valuable I'm not, not in the university apparently, but you know, elsewhere and, uh, certainly happy to, you know, address, uh, and, and if I don't get back to you right away, it's not that I'm ignoring you. It's just that I may have a lot of requests. So. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm certainly happy to hear from people with their questions. Very good. Well, I hope you get on more shows and get more uh, more momentum behind your cause. Thank you so much. I'll say goodbye to you now, sir. And I'll uh, just sign off with my audience here. The chat is hopping with support uh, for you. So thanks for doing this. Let's do this again sometime. We'll be in for touch sure, and, and we're going to win. It. My pleasure. My pleasure. All the best. All right. We'll say goodbye to to Chris. Wow. Incredible, incredible. Uh, and I think guys, we're going to see a lot more people coming out. And on, on that note, I just want to let you know that Wednesday, you're going to get a lot from me this week. Wednesday, I have um, a gentleman coming on from a new organization uh, about RCMP for freedom in Canada. And uh, so we're going to have him come on active duty police. And I had a really, really great chat with him the other night. Um, just another a patriot, somebody that believes in freedom, who's been working on the front lines, has seen a lot of this stuff going on behind the scenes. So um, he's going to come on on Wednesday at the same time, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can check me out then. And then Friday of this week, 6.30 p.m., I'm still cramming this chapter four. It's uh, pretty much going to be two chapters in one. Um, and But it has to be all in this chapter. So I'm working hard to make sure that's ready for you. Um, thank you so much to everybody who's been helping me share out the trailer. You can get that on all of my platforms, Rockfin, BitChute, Rumble, uh, Telegram. If you go to the Telegram, if you follow me, DW Truth Warrior on Telegram, I've got the trailer pinned on that page. That's also on, there's also a Cult of the Medics Telegram. My goodness, can't even remember my own stuff. Um, and it's pinned there as well. And you can actually download the MP4. And I'm asking people to do that with the trailers, with the full chapters, um, so that that way, if anything ever happens to my platforms, I've got you guys backing me up and uh, we, we've got other copies of this thing. And so, yeah, what else have I got? I think that's it. Other than just to keep encouraging you all that, I mean, I've put myself in a position where I'm speaking publicly. My name is my name. I'm out there doing what I'm doing. And which means I'm getting people sending me stuff from all over. I've got some friends in China that have been messaging me, patriots in China, big fans of the show, uh, following along. Just want to say a shout out to them over there. Uh, had great conversations with some friends in Australia recently, uh, talking to people in the US, my fellow uh, good friends, brothers and sisters over in the States right now. Um, and so people are emailing me from all over and messaging me from all over about uh, how, what they want to do, what they're going to do to win this fight in their neck of the woods. And we've got whistleblowers coming out like almost every other day from places like Project Veritas and so many other places. Um, I think it's just going to keep exploding and that's what needs to happen to keep this great awakening going. And I'm with Chris, it's either the great reset or the great awakening. And I'm all in on the great awakening and I hope you guys are too. And so, uh, you know, don't, let the spirit of fear overtake your mind. You control your mind. You control your body. You are in charge. You've been put in charge. By being alive, 
and living and breathing on this planet, you've been put in charge by whatever you believe to be the force that brought you into existence. You've been put in charge to take personal responsibility for yourself, for your actions, for your freedom. Freedom is never going to be given to us. It's never handed to us ever. It has it ever been given to us. It has to be fought for. It has to be preserved. And we got to care about it. We got to want it. We got to know what it is that we're giving up in exchange for the illusion of security and safety, because that's what it is. It's an illusion. That's just my opinion. So uh, don't give up the fight. I know there's a lot of you out there who are getting pressured to such a degree that many of you are still you know, very uncertain as to whether or not you're going to comply. If you're still on the fence, just rewatch this, go look at the sources, uh, listen to these interviews that I'm going to be bringing out, check out this Cult of the Medic series, go listen to some of these speeches from people like Dr. McCullough, who just came out with a massive, massive uh, death blow presentation this past week. It's being censored all over the place. And it's also simultaneously going viral, which is pretty interesting. Um, there's so many resources at our disposal now. And the more we get together with like-minded people, the more we compare notes, uh, the more we keep each other positive and strong and informed, uh, that's how we win this fight. And I do believe we're going to win because I know that truth wins in the end. You can hide it. You can cover it up. You can pretend it doesn't exist, but it's invincible and it's going to win the day. Trust me on that. So thanks guys for joining me for this very important interview. Do me a solid. Please share this out as far and wide as you can. If you know people in the scientific community, doctors, professors, anything, send them this interview. I would also recommend uh, if you go over to my Rockfin channel and check out my Corona Chronicles stack on Rockfin, they call playlist stacks. So just go to my stacks, Corona Chronicles. They're all free. These were the interviews I did during 2020. And uh, there's some really, really good ones in there. Uh, I got Denny Rancourt. That's that's a fantastic interview where he gets into the real problem that's happened in the scientific community, the peer-reviewed system, the whole thing. That's really good. Uh, I did a great one with Dr. Kerry Madej. Um, I had her back as well. We did a second one. Dr. David Martin, Dell Bigtree, etc. So I'm trying to do my job to put as many good resources together for you. Not so that I can convince you to think like me, but so that you can think on your own and you can make up your own mind when you've seen all the information. And the only way this is going to continue is if you guys share this stuff out as far and as wide as you possibly can. So please do that for me. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. So with that, guys, I'll sign off. Uh, just a quick shout out to my sponsor. We've been doing a defund Vanguard campaign. I have a great sponsor. They make their products all made in the US and in Canada. Uh, they make everything top to bottom from scratch. This company is currently buying up farmland to compete against Bill Gates and all these companies that are trying to take them over. Friend of mine just told me as well that uh, they were even approached by BlackRock to be bought out and they flat out turned them down. Um, and so this is a truly independent uh, company. They make up over 450 products of all the stuff you're already buying. Um, so if you're already buying a lot of this stuff, go check it out. TruthWarriorSwitch.com. It's a great website we put together to help uh, give you that information. And that's only one of many solutions. If any solution you can find to stop giving your money to these people, uh, I know we can never fully get away from them, but we do the best we can because uh, we have to start giving, putting our money, our time, our energy, and our support into people that are doing it right, people that aren't ripping us off, uh, people that aren't funding this tyranny. 
And uh, so this is where we have to reallocate our resources. So in whatever way resonates with you, please try to find a way to support local, find those local farmers and people that are selling eggs out of their backyard or whatever, garden, start your own gardens. We got to start thinking about how we can become self-sufficient. So with that, guys, I'll leave it to you. All the best. I'll catch you Wednesday. Cheers, everybody.